that was hilarious, man. He, <laughs> he was so excited about his discovery too. Like he walked in, pointed down to him, smiling, and was just like balls. <laughs> and for the benefit of our audience, how how old is this little whippersnapper? He's twenty two months. <laughs> he he can only say like four words, and one of them is apparently balls. <laughs> All right, we'll have to make sure that butt love is um, in the top ten. Oh, hi. I didn't see you there. I'm Patrick. I'm Kane. This is Ray. And you're listening to The Worst Thing Ever. Today's episode, The Hooker Games. So joining us tonight, we have uh, an old friend of uh, Ray and mine that I don't think King has ever really um, talked to on any kind of talking box thing, but knows from the Twitters. Um, uh, Our friend Brian Tucker is here. Say hello, Brian. Hey. That was not hello. Hello, Brian. God! Follow simple instructions. Hello, can you hear me? Podcast. I'm so sorry. God damn it. There's like one fucking bug. It, It went into my office. And I cannot fucking get rid of. Sorry, I'm freaking out over here. It's alright. I need to catch up this, to King on alcohol. Yeah, this happens every time. Like because you know everybody goes to sleep except me at night, and you know all the lights are off. So basically, we have these two 24 inch monitors on my desk, which are the beacon for all things <laughs> that crawl or slither or fly to just come in. And I'm like, fuck off. You are the lone port of call for the lonely yes. bugs. I have to I'm unlock my get this bug. My inner ray. This isn't even the same bug. This is a smaller bug. God damn it. They're multiplying. <laughs> Nature <laughs> found a way. Life life finds a way. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. I saw I saw this morning that they finally put rubber on instant streaming. That's that fucking movie I was telling you about about a telekinetic oh. tire. Yeah, well, and so, so what I was telling um, King a minute ago was like, I feel like our first, our first edict from the you know um, aggressive on high, why the fuck aren't you watching this kind of platform? Is everyone should go watch She the movie on Netflix and streaming? <laughs> yes, I was talking to Matt Singer online. I was like, you know, the, oh, kudos for recommending that, and he's like, oh my god, isn't it fucking insane? I'm like, yeah, I was really disappointed at the second half's lack of a Nazi football player, and I just put the hashtag best character ever. <laughs> <laughs> they never explained the swastikas, not once. No, never, never, never. Dude, that can't be any better than the uh, stabilizer. The stabilizer is one that I have a, like a constant watch for to get uh, instant streaming because, yeah, that thing is a treasure, a treasure. I mean, there's bad, and then there's like the thing about she was just it wasn't your typical bad. It wasn't goblin rape bad. We've discussed whatever the hell that movie no, was no. called. You know, it, it wasn't um, bitch slap bad. That was like perfectly modern looking, just kind of vapid. It was just yeah. like who the like the the amount of drugs you would have to have to to conceive of this entire thing. And they were all dedicated to it oh, as yeah. a concept. It wasn't like anyone was half-assing it. They were like, this is our and, fucking Star Wars. And there's, there's nobody there that was like, you know, guys, I think, uh, I think maybe this is a little bit of a crazy idea. Like, they, they were all on board with it. Yeah. Because you can think something so, is batshit crazy and still give it your all, but they were, I think, committed to the idea. So what we're saying, basically, is that everyone with an earshot should go and watch She as soon as possible. <laughs> 
Dude, I watched um so I stumbled on a movie the other day on Netflix. Oh fuck. I I'm trying to remember the name of it. It was like this French movie. I swear to God, the entire movie is just about a guy that films French girls making out masturbating. That is the entire movie. <laughs> Are you like the first a hell of a movie? Are you sure you didn't the just first... stumble on some cam site or something? No, no, no. The first scene <laughs> that came up, I was like, whoa, this is racier than I thought Netflix would allow. And then so I fast forward it. And yeah, you you don't go very far before wham, another masturbating French girl like it just. One into the other, you know? Now, I guess my question is, how do you know from scenes of them masturbating that they're French? Were they at a, a, well, a cafe smoking a at the time? Like, well, I can't imagine the director was like, Sacre bleu, you must bring me the American girls to masturbate. No, I'm sure he was like, bring me the nearest chick that needs $100, and we're going to do this <laughs> thing. So I mean, you like... think lots of French women need $100? Um, I think that if a lot of French women need a hundred dollars, I have savings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember that conversation, but I feel confident I don't know there, the answer to your country. There's a shocker. Yeah. Uh, fuck you guys. Uh, <laughs> you would think I would yeah. get the memory, like since I don't have the looks or the money or the talent, you think I could at least get the memory so I could remember my failings, but no, not even that. <laughs> well, I mean, even your your wild successes on the podcast just seem to, in a way, it's I kind of envy that because then, like, when you go back to listen to it, you're like, oh, this is all brand new. Oh no, I laugh so hard. Like I used to, because you always publish the rough cut like in the middle of the night, but I'm, you know, being me, I'm still fucking up trolling for horror. And um, so I download it, and what I used to do is play it and then go lay down in the bed to try and go to sleep. But I do that thing where I don't remember any of it, and it's all funny, so I'm laughing, but I'm trying not to laugh because Ashley's asleep like a foot away. So I'm just kind of – but I'm a huge fat guy, so like I hemorrhage <laughs> from trying to hold it back, and it shakes the whole fucking bed and everything. It's it's awful. It's really awful. <laughs> I was going nowhere with that. So, I, but I think Brian's presence uh, means that it's time for a new segment on the show, um, which is like why Uh-oh. we are wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we've got like like many episodes of oh yeah um, yeah yeah of well actually stored up right. Yeah. So so Brian um, has has listened to most, I think, if not all of the the previous episodes, and and Brian, being a gentleman of of subtle opinion has often expressed to me the various reasons we're wrong about things, and now he can share them with you, the viewing public. I don't think I ever said you were wrong. I just said I disagreed with certain things. That's still interesting Whoa. fodder, though. I mean, you can't... Like, King said that um, that Breakfast Club was the worst movie ever made, so you can't really do any worse. That, that <laughs> false. You are the liar. What the hell is wrong with you? I... That is... I, I'm telling lies. I know. I distinctly remember him saying that he would like to um, fuck John Hughes right in his brain hole. Um, for Baby's Day Out, maybe. I'm pretty sure he favorably compared Transformers 2 to Breakfast Club. I, I distinctly remember that. <laughs> yeah, but look, didn't you favorably compare Transformers 3 in general? So I don't know that you're two, two one's s- opinion to be taken. Two, two very specific things. 
it, it was better than certain things. Um, what did you say, King? I said you were told not to like that movie by the internet. How dare you disagree? I know, I know. The thought police will be after me any minute now. Okay, like, well, not to get semantics, but, I mean, we are talking about, I mean, if you want to break it down, nostalgia and everything aside, it's a Michael Bay film based on a line of fucking toys. Like, I mean, it's not like they're coming from strong stock to begin with, so it's not like it took the uniform consciousness of the internet to be like, you know what, I, I think maybe this won't be good. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, the the... The first one I had mixed feelings about. Um, I thought it was Sucked. better than it could have been, but not great. The second one was god awful. Um, the third one I, I thought was actually like a, a very enjoyable summer explosion movie. It's not something that like made me rethink the human condition or how cinema is done or any shit like that. But it was a really good, like by far my favorite summer movie thus far, including I Green, think it does. Green Lantern and Four. I think it does have like a ninety on Rotten Tomatoes for audience. It's yeah, like mean, a thirty for critics, but it, still. It was like it corrected basically all the problems of the first two. The only f- complaints I have about it are Michael Bayisms that are present in um, uh, The Rock, which is a Michael Bay movie I fucking love. So, no, The Rock I can get behind. It, yeah, if it corrected all the problems of the first two movies, that means they wouldn't have made it. Yeah, I don't understand. Or alternatively, I was going to say. The first two movies were uh, so bad, the only way to correct it wouldn't be to never touch the material again. That's a defeatist attitude. Well, that's no fun. I don't know. I I hated the first one. The second one, I just couldn't even sit through. The the second one was really, really bad. Um, Part of my first one is that I heard it described as... And I quote, the best movie I had ever seen by like six or seven different people. Wow, that's just a problem. He has and, terrible uh, friends. Yeah, no kidding. I well, mean, clearly I, I hang out with you guys. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I got, you know, I got a, 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 the first one had me pretty early because it began with Peter Cullen narrating. And so I was immediately like, <gasps> you know, super excited. And it took a while for them to deflate that balloon, but deflate it, they did. Long about the like thirteenth piss joke while we're wasting time in suburbia with a bunch of humans when I came to see some giant robot smashy smashy. No robot is smashy smashy. And I will say the second one had a lot more giant robot smashy smashy, but the human parts were even more meander even more meandering and stupid. And unfortunately the giant robot smashy smashy was punctuated by like racist idiot characters that I hated. You leave LaBeouf out of this. Dude, you you should have heard what he said about the blacks and the Mexicans as he was blowing a, a Asian tranny. I I choose to believe that his name is actually pronounced Labu. I, I call him Shia of the Boof because for some reason it sounds like um, Frodo, Frodo of the Shire to me. Like, sh- <laughs> well, okay, let me. Let me just say this on the topic of of Transformers 3 and uh, potential future Transformers films is the reason I will not be going to see it is that at this point, I consider Michael Bay to be like the Charlie Sheen of film directors where it's like no matter how fucked up and terrible an asshole he is or how bad a film he makes, he's just like winning, winning. And I just can't put my money behind and like – proving him right you know even even if you came back and you're like holy shit okay you go in it says transformers 3 but it's basically peter cullen reading like every you know the mr men book (laughs) and then like 
you know, and then, uh, you know, Jessica Alba strips for 15 minutes. Like, even then, I'd have to be like, I just I just can't support this man. Um, but, yeah, on the, on the topic of last night, God, how much ass does Google Plus kick? Man, I was so I was, many people should be fucking scared right now. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Facebook has got it made in that they they have the people. I mean, the the amount of um, friction for everybody actually doing a mass exodus, they lucked out in that they were they they weren't like a like the people who migrated from MySpace. A lot of them already had Facebook because they came out around the same time. So like the w- the way that MySpace died, I don't think Facebook can die because they're just like nobody had that sewn up that way. And the only unfortunate thing yeah, is but you're like you're 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 thinking on it in terms of absolutes though. Um let me let me explain it to 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 this way. The people that I know and care about are already on G+. The people that will not bother to Exodus are the people I don't want to fucking talk to. Like my family, people that play fucking Farmville, and old people that can't figure out how new shit works. Those people will get left behind. The assholes that are paid huge sums of money by people that won't hire me to troll that fucking site for incriminating bullshit. I don't want those people. I want young, hip, cool engineer people that were like, oh, wow, this is a fast HTML. Those are the people I want. Those people are already there. It's a done deal. We win. Badass. No, it's it's something that annoys me about games journalism nowadays because now they're they're fucking they're like foodies. They're like, well, I mean, it was tasty, but it didn't really break any new ground on the blah blah blah. And it's like, did you guys did you exist in the Nintendo era where basically every game was jump around on shit and collect power ups? Like it was yeah, the yeah, same was- shit every time. It didn't have to break new ground to be fun. Yeah, like I like People I've tweeted spoiled. many times before. <laughs> like I've tweeted many times before. If I hear the fucking words, I uh, this game needed more um, uh, innovation, then I'm going to fucking murder whoever wrote them. Because that's the only thing yeah. you ever see I, in any video game thing. Ah, yeah, but it's not exactly innovative. I, I appreciate innovation. I really like when games try new things and and push new models because it, it makes the entire like. The, the way that people make games, it gives new tools for them to do new cool stuff. So I like it when they do that, but I'm not going to consider a game a failure simply for being an excellent example of something I've seen before. It, it was like, it was exact, my, my exact same opinion on the movie Avatar. Everybody who criticized Avatar was like, well, it's just all the same. It's, you know, it's this and this put in a blender, blah, blah. It's like, it was fun. May, maybe so, but it was those things mixed to an, like a, an exquisite consistency that was unbelievably tasty. That's like, you know, it, like if you have a really good bartender, like, yeah, maybe they're making a drink that's recipe is 100 years old. But if they make it right, that's, that's an accomplishment. You know, that's that's something yeah. worth giving them credit for. Yeah, it's like you can have like a like a rum and coke and then you can have a rum and coke. It's like there's the hey, I mixed some coke and rum together. And then there's the oh, this guy knows how to make a rum and coke. You don't taste anything, but it's ninety percent rum. You know, yeah. Something I mean, along those lines. Yeah, I don't, same idea. I don't, I don't want to make this about my alcoholism, but I mean, there's a like uh, the Manhattan is Patrick, my. Patrick, we need to talk. <laughs> no, the Manhattan is great to, if they do it right. The Manhattan is my benchmark of whether a bartender knows what the fuck they're doing, and it's it's really easy to tell if a bartender knows what the fuck they're doing based on how they do one of those, and it's it's one of those that's like. It's amazing if you get somebody who knows their shit. It's a fucking great drink. 
And that's yeah. the exact same kind of thing I'm talking about where it's like, that's an old drink. It's not like anybody who, you know, at, at a club right now is like going to attract the young hip crowd for like, oh man, this yeah. dude makes fucking awesome Manhattans. You know, it's, it's an old man drink, but it's a damn good drink and it's a classic for a reason. So yeah, I mean, I, I, uh... I, I feel like games journalists now are, as Ray said, just spoiled little shits that, you know, have to have something... They're like foodies. They have to have something that's like saffron infused. Otherwise, it's beneath them. It's like, fuck you. It's a video game. Was it fun or not? Well, it's, I mean, it, it, it has just switched from one thing to the other. They sound snooty or asking for innovation. But back in the day, it was, yeah, this game looks fun, but the polygon count was really low. It's just now that graphics have come up to a level where generally the graphics of a game are going to be fantastic. Now these game journalists, they, they, you know, they can't complain about the graphics, so they've moved on to the next subject. After, yeah. you know, innovation has been tapped and everybody's making the next portal and everything like that, they'll move on to something else like sound design yeah. or, you know, racial concepts or what the fuck ever they want to complain about. Yahtzee it's just they have to have something. They think they're critics. They think they're critics. In as much as they have to criticize, yeah. they don't understand that, you know, sometimes shit is good just for what it is. How is well, see, Brian like not chiming uh, in on referencing... this? I don't know. What do you say? Uh, <laughs> He's not even paying attention anymore. No, I just couldn't hear what you said. We've bored him. I was asking how you have not jumped in on this concept or this. Because uh, you guys this. Well, for the most part, I have no frame of reference for a lot of the games you're talking about. I mean, I've never played Infamous 1 or 2. And as far as, you know, the reviewing and saying a game is shit or whatever, I mean, in fairness, uh, on, on one hand, yeah, Patrick, you're right. But on the other hand, when games weren't innovating, you know, in the Nintendo age or Atari age, I mean, people only had, you know, I mean, the entire Nintendo library is like 500 games. And now you're talking about like 30 years worth of video games that are fucking identical. So when people say that, yeah, it didn't innovate, it's because there are literally hundreds, if not thousands, of identical games, whereas before there might have only Starving been like you know, five or six. Well, um, that's, that's fine, but what I mean is that there's no innovation. They complain about no innovation even when a game is a refinement of an already staple thing, where it's like uh, it would be as if like a Western came out that was really good. Yeah, it's got all the tropes of a Western, but it's actually fantastically made. That deserves some credit. They were not trying to innovate. Now, if there's a thing where somebody's releasing a game and it doesn't have much going for it, the lack of innovation can be called out because there's a lack of everything in the game. It's just they seem to focus only on the innovation. It becomes their number one thing. I would like to hear them complain about everything, not just the lack of being original when I mean, sometimes that's just not the like the purpose of the work. I I, I read right. a lot of well, I read. If, if, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, uh, I was gonna say if you know if Mass Effect three comes out and it is exactly like Mass Effect two and there's zero innovation, I'm still gonna fucking love that game because it's more of yeah. something I and, already and, love. And that's all I'm saying is for me the review should be about is this worth your sixty dollars? Um, well, it's and, ironic that King brings up westerns because case in point, look at Red Dead Redemption. I mean, story-wise, it's a fucking Western. It's one of the oldest kinds of story archetypes you can do. And gameplay-wise, it was basically fucking Grand Theft Auto, and yet that was a fantastic game, and it couldn't have been less innovative. Well, well and even if you don't hop um, medium, you look at True Grit. It's exactly what King is describing, probably what he was thinking of. Yeah. Where it's, it's a well-executed—they weren't trying to— 
you know, reinvent the wheel. They were just trying to go, hey, check out this fucking awesome wheel we made. Totally. It's like, okay, you guys know the wheel. Well, this one is stylish. You know, and that's it's, that's, that's, that's if my... they're like, this wheel has different spokes, that's innovation. You don't always have to do both. It's fantastic if you do. If you release a game where, you know, the graphics look fantastic like Bioshock, and for all intents and purposes, while the game itself was not innovative in the way it told the story, most people don't know System Shock. Most people don't know about, like, having a like a story being uh, from the first person perspective and all of these, you know, these other things that Bioshock brought to the table, it's innovative in that it's introducing all of these, you know, new gamers to it. You know, it's great when a game like that comes out and it it covers like, you know, more than one, you know, base, but uh, games don't have to be, that's not a detraction for them to be good just in one field. I mean, that's, this is what, what bothers me is like, um, when you, when reviewers basically, instead of saying, is this worth the money you're putting into it? Is, are you going to get commiserate value with what you're putting into it? They, they turn into more like, look how goddamn sophisticated my palate is. I'm able to draw these subtle distinctions. Like I, I fucking live near wine country and I've grown even more hatred of movie and, and cultural reviews outside of the wine industry as a result of meeting a bunch of those people where, they're not concerned about, you know, is this tasty enough to deserve your X dollars? Or in the case of video games, is this enjoyable enough to deserve your X dollars? Should you spend your dollars on this instead of this? Instead, they're they're kind of just going, you know, look at how I'm able to draw these subtle distinctions between this game and this game. And, you know, this versus the, the arc of history. Like, ta- tell me whether or not the thing is fun to play and whether or not there are any hiccups that interfere with that fun. And that's where, again, yeah, I, like I say a- Yahtzee is perfect on that because he he gives if if he's got a moment where he's drawing a distinction that's like look how sophisticated i am he calls that out for exactly what it is he says like you know sure it could be like this and blah 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 and then he makes a joke and it's funny but it's it's acknowledging that he's just kind of pontificating at that point but ultimately he gets down to like is this worth your time and money yeah i love the points in his reviews where he's like and all of these psychological differences are great and all blah, blah you know he goes through that whole spiel and he's like but in the end, it's just fucking boring, and it's like that is, I can I could I could totally stand a reviewer being negative if he was also being practical at the same time. It's kind of like that whole like if you uh, ever read like a literary blog or like a uh, like a newspaper article about like book reviews. Sometimes the book reviewer is just looking to say something along the lines of, you know, I have to work the word oeuvre or oeuvre or whatever, <laughs> you know, into this sentence. I have, I have to figure out how to do that. So I will be respected. It's, it doesn't have anything to do, to do with the work. They're just trying to, they're treating their job like a proof of concept to prove that critics are needed. You know, and I, I loved Yahtzee's review of, uh, or, or I love um, Portal 2 as a game. His review of Portal 2 was nowhere near as complimentary as his review of Portal 1. But I think, I feel like, even though I enjoyed it, I understood what he was saying. He was basically saying, like, they added so much. Like, the thing about Portal 1 was they stripped away, like, stripped it down to the bone. It was just the basic experience that was awesome, and that was it. And they added so much to Portal 2 that was like, I mean, there were moments in Portal 2 where I was like, they feel like, it feels like they're just trying to make this big when it's it's not there. I still really, really enjoyed the game, and, and he, he still said it was a great game, but it was like they, he, I felt like he was dead on. Like they just they added it to it and made it um, larger than it really needed to be. Hello, everyone. Is the tornado over? 
Yes, it is. Yeah, mother so much the there's still there's still some static in the background, but you probably I'm probably only picking that up because I'm uh, on I got a headset on. That static's only there because I'm breathing heavily into the mic. Uh, no, it's it's <laughs> remarkably consistent static, actually. I've got a friend from Twitter who seems to be joining. Maybe is, maybe isn't. I don't know. All right, that looks like on. But probably in need of muting herself or. Turd. <laughs> what the hell was that? I have a headset problem. I'm getting that. Also, noisy roommates. Okay, well, so um, I would say if you can... So just kill them <laughs> with the kitchen battle axe. <laughs> Is that a thing that you guys have in Texas? A kitchen battle axe? Doesn't everyone uh, have a kitchen battle axe? I was about to say, you're the weird one here, man. Don't try to make me the enemy. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> that, that, that's something they outlawed in California several years before I moved out here. No kitchen battle axes. That's gay marriage. That's about it. Bummer. Yeah, that's what they gave up for the gay marriage was the kitchen I, battle no, axe. I was here for the gay marriage <laughs> <laughs> you See, what are you going to do when the commies come for your canned tomatoes? <laughs> well, I mean, everything I need to know about life I learned from Red Dawn, so I should be fine. <laughs> Didn't you ever play uh, Maniac Mansion? They had a kitchen chainsaw. That's a good point. <laughs> All right, so, um, <laughs> uh, Laura, this is everybody. Everybody, this is Laura. Um, Hello, everybody. Hello. <laughs> this is the Insomnia Kid on oh, Twitter. Laura. Um, one of our three yes. three regular listeners uh, to the podcast. So, <laughs> I have a you know, very bad I job, don't think so, we have yeah. regular listeners. There's there's damage or baggage somewhere. <laughs> and by saying no, you don't think we have regular customers, irregular. I'm assuming they're all irregular. Well, yeah. I th- I mean I I think with our title it. it it would be kind of weird if we had a bunch of straight-laced, normal, rank-and-file type people well, as as our listeners. Just a little. No, it's just that I won't say that we don't have regular listeners, but I like to think that the listeners we interact with are like bowel movements. Like, you don't hear about them unless they're irregular. <laughs> that, that, that may set the bar for most tortured analogy of the podcast thus far. <laughs> I think uh, I just got called a bowel movement. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> we did open up the session with turd, so that's true. That's appropriate. <laughs> yeah, so Laura, okay. you're you, you're gonna find out exactly how much of this shit gets cut every time. I warn you now. <laughs> that's All okay. Yeah. We've right. been recording for an hour, and none of this is making it in. <laughs> no, that's uh, a- all- <laughs> I can okay. safely say that I, I, I sometimes assume that Patrick just re-records all our parts. <laughs> <laughs> It I, makes I a whole say, new episode. It's it's true, and I will say it is really really challenging to do the Megan voice properly. Like it's, I have to drink a lot of water to make that work. <laughs> yeah, especially all the stank she puts on some of them words. Man, you got some talent, <laughs> See, sir. You just had sound bites, so you just spliced them all together. Uh, honestly, actually, for Megan, I probably just could go with a couple of bites of like generic Megan outrage, food comment, where the fuck are my whatever. Like, <laughs> what is wrong with society? Blah. Like, she's had that. I've, I've cut that line several times from her. Did like, Has anyone <laughs> seen the viral video that was going around? There's that YouTube channel, Angry Grandpa. And there's a new one where basically the kids hid his pecan swirls, and he's just losing his fucking mind. <laughs> and I saw it, and the first thing I thought was Megan. <laughs> 
Where are my goddamn pecan sandies? All right, so we were about to start. Um, That's not nice at all. Our, our newly competitive <laughs> round of Remember the '80s with King and Ashley competing for the title of Who Was Most Oblivious to What's Going Around Them. In your... <laughs> awesome. Um, so this one, this one's a softball. I will say, like we had last time, that you guys made a lot of jokes about me saying there was the hard one and the soft one. This is this is the easier <laughs> one we didn't get to. Um, but uh, all right, so Thank you so. For specifying. A- Ashley and King, this this is this is, should be an easy one, but I think it'll be fertile ground for conversation. So, okay, wait, uh, wait, who who goes first? Who goes um, first? That's a good question. Um, Ladies what, first. Go I'll, on, I'll, Ashley. All right, that that works. That works. <laughs> okay. Um, because I think chances are you're more. Yeah, that that works because I think King's more likely to actually know this one. Um, so, who was Ernest? Like oh, Ernest shit. P. Worrell. That Ernest. Oh shit. I'm sorry, that was Ernest Borgnine. Fail. <laughs> okay. May I just say, um, no. Okay. Um, I, Is I'm that at... the Ernest you were talking about? Ernest yes, P. Yes. Worrel, who which, was like Ernest means... Day Christmas and yes, everything? Yes, Ashley actually got, got there sooner. I had to check because I didn't know the last part of that. <laughs> yes, Ernest P. World. I just what? Knew he was you didn't Ernest... know his whole name? No, I did not. Well, in fairness, the full name is not in the movie. I know more about the movies than you, then. Well, no, you know more about serial redneck comedy than I do. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know your mom. You best watch what the fuck you say about Ernest. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, so, okay, given that 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 totally backfired and both of you knew what I was talking about, I actually, I had a jumping off point here of, of, I wanted to put out there and see who, who might agree with me or disagree, you know. Feel free to, to speak up as to whether or not Tyler Perry is our generation's Ernest. No, uh, because no, Ernest was funny. Because yeah. it seems like I'm yeah. just I'm just waiting for like Tyler Perry's Medea saves Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if that happens, she won't actually go to she won't actually go to the North Pole and meet Santa for reals. I mean, it's just going to be a lie at that point. And that would be different from the rest of Tyler Perry's oeuvre, to use your earlier term. Oeuvre. <laughs> How funny would it be if, like, down the road, you find out that Tyler Perry actually was a woman and just dressed as a man for the business? I would love that. <laughs> that would made, make me a fan. They made Tootsie 2 about his life story. Shiz life story, excuse me. Okay, just, see, here's yeah. what I'm going to do. I'm going to throw... I'm going to throw Patrick's uh, fucking professor shit from when he was talking about uh, Metro and Castlevania earlier right back at him when it comes to Ernest. See, Ernest was one of many characters that Jim Barney performed that just happened to get notoriety because of a series of commercials. But Ernest, uh, the character, was fun because it was a skilled actor that did physical expression comedy uh, to amuse audiences in films and television, whereas Tyler Perry uses gross and unconvincing prosthesis to mispronounce <laughs> shitty words that appeal to only the least intellectual of his target African-American audience. I think his comedy is an affront to the intelligence of the nation and the world, where anybody worth their salt can still laugh at a good pratfall or a fucked-up expression performed by an expert. Okay, Nate. Why you gotta bring a race into this? 
<laughs> no, I mean, I think once you talk about Tyler Perry's media, you basically have to bring race into it. It's part of the Articles of Confederation. No, yeah, it's race is built into that product. I mean, it's 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 not like that happened to be the audience that embraced it. Like it's built into it. He only has a career because people are like, we got to support our own. You know, I mean, it, it'd be like I think I was listening to another podcast where they said it'd be like if every time a Rob Schneider movie came out, all the white people were like, fuck, we got to go see that. Oh, God, what a world that would be. I don't Stuff think I'd want nightmares. to live in that world. Yeah. Me neither. <laughs> no, Not a I, fan. In all honesty, though, like Jim Varney is basically the same as uh, Jim Carrey. He just didn't – he got typecast early, and he didn't get paid as much. But it's see, the same kind of sensibility. So, so to me, I mean, and not no – this is an un- unintended slight to Jim Varney, but he seems actually much more like um, Larry the Cable Guy, who is not that's, – that's a character. That is not that guy. He does right. a bunch of other stuff. That's just a character that took off. Right. And same, th- same with Jim Varney. It's just the earnest character was embraced by the cultural zeitgeist, and I mean that's how he made his fucking money. Just like you know, in a perfect world, I sure hope Larry the Cable Guy doesn't love – doing that bullshit act but it's paying the fucking bills oh, so much that now he's doing other characters as that character yeah. that is a fucked up way to live I'm gonna need something to mix with my vodka I ran out of orange juice three hours ago what do you got in the kitchen um mold mostly <laughs> we move out in like a month the... there's really no point at oh. this point I just don't care well. anymore uh, do you have any ice? That goes well with vodka. Yeah, this is yeah. true. Of course, actually, the kitchen is also downstairs. That oh, requires moving. Boo. Not a fan. That, that was actually something <laughs> in, in our little intermission there where I went to refill my ice like bucket. Like, So I was telling them before, I, I bought this cheap little glass ice bucket because I was delighted by the idea of having an ice bucket. And um, <laughs> I never really reflected seriously on how sad it is that ice becomes water. You know, Elaborate. I've never thought of it like that. That's wow. I'm a little depressed now. That was kind of like, I, I mean, I knew that rationally. <laughs> that was I, so goth, man. Like rationally, that was like, there. did you know that when ice melts, it's like your whole body crying? <laughs> no, it was just like I had this bucket that I had once filled with triumphant, glorious ice that was gonna like noble purpose. It was gonna help me consume alcohol. And then we had our little intermission and I looked at the bucket and there was like an inch of water. And I'm like, well this is shit. This is like <laughs> this this ice has completely failed to to live up to its potential. And that this just seemed ice tragic. Does not qualify for mechanic this is just all over the- I'm gonna have to call the guild. <laughs> I have no idea what character you're doing there. That's not a character. That's just me. <laughs> you can't park here. <laughs> All right, so there's the Pac-Man death sound did, right there. <laughs> did we? Um, oh, you know, actually, while um, while Ashley's still here, uh, you could. I man, I wish I was recording this the other day, but she could relate to you this fascinating dream she had the other day. <laughs> I like that she knew what you were talking about <laughs> from such a bullshit, vague set of terms. Oh, oh, yeah. There's no mistaking which specific dream I'm referencing. He's talking about the hooker bus. <laughs> hooker bus? Um, and we may have just have received our episode title. Please tell us about the hooker bus. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm intrigued, certainly. I need an elaboration. <laughs> Just a little. So, I'll have to see what I can remember, but anyway. <laughs> Seems like a relatively straightforward concept. <laughs> oh, you would think, but not so much as it turns out. Oh, oh, great. Yeah, I, but... I, I love things that have hidden layers. <laughs> okay, so I guess I'll start from what I remember the most, where we had taken this bus to what was, for I guess best descriptive words, <laughs> the, um, the hooker games, <laughs> but it wasn't. <laughs> is is like, there an official theme for the hooker games? Should be involved in. Like there was this big house, and there, like the games were like mazes and puzzles and things that you had to figure out and do that doesn't seem particularly hooker-esque to me (laughs) i got this image of of hookers running around in a little maze like rats that's all i've got it doesn't doesn't (laughs) mess with their skill set is all i'm saying (laughs) this is why i love this this dream because she okay she related this to me like, right before we went to sleep the following night, she's like, oh, did I tell you this fucked up dream? I'm like, no. And she's explaining it to me, and I don't know how much she remembers, but I remember quite vividly what she told me. And it was basically, so, yeah, we all loaded up on the hooker bus to go to the games. And there was a maze, and hookers were hidden in the house. You had to run and find them and, like, tag them out. Yeah. And so then we went to another <laughs> stage, and it was all this shit. And I'm thinking, like, what? so, I mean, how... How did you know that they were hookers? Because this sounds pretty mundane. She's like, oh, no, there was all kinds of fucking, like, (laughs) bookmarking this, like, at the beginning and the end. And I'm like, so you chose to tell me about the organized hooker transport method? (laughs) So, okay, I I have some questions. Uh, Okay. Number one, so given that you said that we were all packed onto the buses for the hooker games, does that mean that in this dream you were also a hooker? Are these these games available to the general public? Okay. Yes. I want. I want to clarify. And this, I so. was like the, like the house mom. Like I was the one in charge. I forget what they call that, but madam? yeah, that madam. Yep, madam. Isn't there another name for him too? I thought. Oh well. Poor mom. Anyway, she pimped. Well, I don't know. But anyway, so I was like in charge, and like towards the end of the hooker games, if you will, um, the other team was cheating, and we figured that out. And so we just left. So were they cheating whores? <laughs> yes, apparently they were. See, she's not even giving you all the details. Apparently in the original, the dream proper, there was one point where the hooker bus stopped. Like, Because I guess they pick up passengers. I don't know. Well, yes, it is. No, after the hooker games, and we figured out the other team was cheating, and we got pissed off, and we're like, well, screw you. And we left. Uh, it was in this little tiny town. So there's like a stop sign in the middle of town and I don't know why but we felt the need to get away quickly so we ran the stop sign and um, (laughs) we saw a cop as we passed the stop sign and figured oh he's probably going to pull us over so we stopped and there's these big bushes (laughs) seems like a a bus full of hookers could really get get out of any kind of cop pullover situation that is exactly (laughs) what I I said I swear to god (laughs) so (laughs) The so hooker anyway, game the sounds like something that Hedonism bought with sponsors. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and comes into the bushes like, what is going on? 
And then he tries to get us to come to like a defensive driving class. He's like, well, next time you're in town, just come by and we'll do that. I'm not going to give you a ticket. Y'all can go on. Now, so, see, if you had let the police officer come into the bushes, you'd have never gotten that, that write-up. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, he did come into the so, bushes with us. But <laughs> I guess. So I, 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 I love... Or something. I love the sense of dignity and disdain that accompanied the earlier thing about the, there was cheating at the Hooker Games. <laughs> like it's like yeah, it's deceit reared its ugly head at the Hooker Games. <laughs> well, and apparently while we were in the bushes and on the way to there, we were recruiting as well because there were a lot of new people on the bus when we got back on the bus. And so I'm yelling, "If you're under eighteen, get your butt off the bus." Yeah, her quandary was like, "No, you innocent, don't squander your, don't squander your future on a life of fucking strange men for money." Her quandary was like, "Nope, you're too young. You have to be this high to suck hole for cash." Yeah. So the well, in my dream, I'm thinking about the law. I was like, "Well, the law says you have to be this age, so we can't have you here, or we'll get in trouble with the law." So there were like two chicks that were super young that I made get off the bus. And they were, one side of the bus we had the girls, and the other side of the bus we had the dudes. I don't know. It I'm, was weird. I'm gonna yeah, there are male hookers, too. This, she didn't mention. this is basically <laughs> the exact same dream that spurred the movie Sucker Punch. That's, all, that's what Apparently. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Oh, I'm, you know, for, forgive the, um, the insistence of a, a kind of a singular thing here, but, but you and all, you all know Ashley's going to depart soon, and there are things that I feel she has a unique voice on, so I want to get that out of the way if we can. Wait, she's departing. Absolutely. Is she is she getting on the hooker bus? She's got to get <laughs> up at like not tonight. Yeah, she's got to get up in the morning and save children's lives, Brian. Um, Actually, I don't have that's to work overrated. tonight. You don't have to work. Oh, it's on the calendar. Well, awesome. Then you can hang out. Um, she okay. Let uh, me set you're this. Not reading calendar correctly. Well, it is not on the calendar. Well, Google changed it. Now you can't fucking see what day it is, which, as near as I could tell, is the prime <laughs> reason for a calendar to fucking exist. <laughs> you would you would think so, but apparently not. No, dude, you're not thinking Web 2.0. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm a whole week ahead. My bad. Um, but no, uh, she. No, wait a minute. Who did you think Emily was going to stay with tomorrow while you went to the Lord of the Rings party? If I'm supposed to be working, oh yeah, you that's didn't a good think point. it's true. No, she's going to get on the <laughs> bus. It'll be fine. All right, fuck yeah. <laughs> no, um, no hooker bus tonight. Does we've anybody established that remember... actually cracks down on people under eighteen. Does anybody but me remember a commercial for a service slash product called the Sweet Pickles bus? Real quick, uh, I'll abandon immediately if no one has heard of this. <laughs> I think this may be one of those. Ray, Ray had a couple too many drinks before trying to go to sleep. No, no, this was one of those things <laughs> from the '80s that only I remember. Like, for instance, what was Billy and Gremlin's last name? Nobody knows that but me for some reason. Um, so yeah, don't worry about it. Uh, but no, a- so Ashley is, is part of the local Girl Scout troops, you know, mentorship or whatever. Like, she's a player. In the world of Girl Scouts, I guess, and so she I'm a arranged. Leader. That's what it's called. What the fuck ever? Hooker bus and training. I don't care. <laughs> um, so, so she arranged for the for her church to serve as a like a meeting space or something, and she had to like sign this form as like what you can and can't do in the space. And I swear to God, I'm not making this up. 
on the form that you have to sign to chill in the church, it says you can't dance. Did it have a friend of mine? Did it did it have like a a, a really like forlorn picture of John Lithgow there? <laughs> I know. <laughs> so. Well, and it's funny because like we're not a church that's against dancing. They have father daughter dances. They have you know their youth group has a dance there and everything. So. But it's in the same line as, like, no weapons, no alcohol, no drugs. So I'm like, maybe they're just trying to avoid, like, wild parties. Because so, it leads to no shoes, no shirt, no dancing. <laughs> yes, I, I understand this rock and roll is going to lead our children down a moral sewer. Because, so, like, my church as a whole is not, like, against dancing. They're like, you they don't think dancing is evil or anything like that. So I just Well, you were taught a lesson by Kevin Bacon. So I mean. <laughs> Shocking that it was on there. Yeah, you have the benefit of Kevin Bacon's experience to guide you. Yeah. See, it it, it only just occurred to dance. me. Uh in bringing up all this horrible shit involving my own like wife who I I love dearly, I finally <laughs> understand what happened to me the other day. I I was talking to a friend of mine, and he is explaining to me uh, like a plan that he has, and I like, he finishes laying it out, and I'm about to say something, and I shit you not, he cut me off, and he goes, you can't talk about this like on a podcast or anything, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was kind of like presumptuous, but I just realized, no, no, it really wasn't. To, to me, that feels like we've made it. Really, like if if you're barred from discussing something, then I mean we've made it, right? I get, I don't know. He's kind of paranoid. We've made so. something. This might not be sure, about eight or nine things at this point. Yeah, some of them involve <laughs> cartoons boning each other. Yeah, Yay. which I completed upon request. Suggestion. Ooh, that's request. oh shit! On you request. demand that makes me think. um. So I guess this would be official week two of uh, uh, Worst Thing Ever Prize Palace or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I still got to overdub the part with the, the actual address. Uh, for the are we ad- are we going to get like a real email address? Well, there's, I mean, there's the one I tested like a long time ago that I don't know if I ever got a response from King on whether it worked. It worked for you and it worked for me after you rescued it from your spam trap. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. OK, Just yeah. Some- if you can if you can splice that in, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so as a contest, um, how about this? If, if one of our listeners can write into contact at worst dash thing dash ever dot com. Yeah, there you go. Write us at contact at worst thing ever, uh, dot com. There are dashes between the words and, uh, describe the most horrible thing that you would like, uh, King to draw, to, to commit <laughs> To digital tape. Oh, it'll and happen. If we choose, if we choose your selection, either uh, King will make that happen, or you will get something from Bad Servo's closet of limitless horror and sadness. Are, are we sure we really want to incite the, the Rule Thirty Four bearing masses of the internet to do this? Yes, yes I've you already do. drawn two <laughs> serial awesome. characters having sex with each other. Yeah. No, okay, so do, King, King, I know that I know that was traumatic for you, but do you honestly think that that's anywhere warm- anywhere near the worst thing that could happen on the internet? <laughs> no, we're the worst right, thing listen. that could happen on the internet. 
Listen, King, I have personally borne witness to small wonder fan fiction. Oh, so be real sure oh, before God. you answer that. Oh, Jesus. Okay, that's a good fucking 80s thing. Small wonder. I just got some of that for my kid to watch, actually. I thought Is she'd be really into robot it. Kid? She didn't give a shit. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Is that the robot kid? <laughs> that is the best description. It, of... She's a robot kid, right? <laughs> you have to be this high to suck coal for cash. 